You are listening to Radiant Creators, a collaborative project composed of people whose passion, purpose, and dedication requires forging their own unique path of empowerment and livelihood. A Radiant Creator isn't making a living, they are living. Welcome to Radiant Creators, Brad Ebenhoe from Accountfully. So you guys have a unique uh, business model and you're helping all different sizes of businesses basically run smoother through, uh, well, your, your company itself being a great place to work, you know, great work-life balance. And it just seems that you're approaching helping companies with their accounting with the things that they don't want to do in a way that is new, that's fun. You know, and so just tell us about yourself and what Accountfully does. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me on, Craig. Really, really looking forward to this. Um, yes, we kind of have a different spin on on um, an accounting firm um, in terms of just you know a little bit of background of Accountfully. It's been around since about 2012, 2011. My wife uh, Meredith and I actually are, own it, so um, it's been enjoyable from a kind of you know working with your uh, your wife and you know mother of our children and and, and fitting all that in, but. That being said, Meredith and I actually met in Chicago um, at a, a one of the big four accounting firms that we are working at, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Um, obviously, that firm, um, massive accounting firm, but you know how they operated their business tradition from a traditional accounting firm and, and how they handled things and just kind of the, the work-life balance, how the partners handled it. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and you know, I worked there for a total of. I want to say about five years and I was kind of doing a more consulting with their firm and traveling around the nation and stuff, but I, I was just burnt out and, and kind of over it. And so I ended up quitting, but the basis and kind of, I think the, the motivation um, for Countfully and the business model and, and the culture and how we operate comes from that because I just didn't, you know, it, it was, it was irritating that, um, if it, it felt like a lot of people like myself just, you know, weren't happy doing the job, um, in the, in the way that, you know, the, the culture was there. So, so basically, um, we fast forward a couple of years back, you know, to 2011, 2012, my wife and I opened Accountfully and it was basically, you know, the, 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 I guess the mission of it was just from a pure culture standpoint was basically the anti like big four firm, right? Like, you know, you see me with a t-shirt on right now, you know, like why do we need to wear suits and ties? Why do we need to have staff levels? Let's, you know, there has to be a great place or a cool place for accountants to work, right? There has to have that, you know, option there, you know, against all stereotypes, accountants actually do have, you know, a lot of them have, you know, personalities and want to have fun. It's not all the stereotypical, you know, bean counter in the corner in the back room doesn't say anything. So, so we basically kind of went on this venture to, to essentially, you know, be a really cool place to work for accountants and, and, and like-minded people like ourselves. So it's been interesting and we got a great team. Um, we have a team of, you know, fast forward to where we're now and we'll get into the business model in a minute, but we're headquarters in Charles, headquartered in Charleston, South Carolina which is where we live and we love Charleston. If anybody's never been here, it's an awesome city. We have a, uh, a second office in Nashville, Tennessee. So two really cool cities with Charleston and Nashville. And we have a total of, I think, 30 to 31 people um, on our team. So it's kind of crazy. We started with my wife and I, and now we're at 30 people, kind of nuts, but it's been fun. And so you mentioned that, so you are a sole proprietorship then. So you guys own the company. 
Yeah, yeah. My wife and I basically are 50-50 partners. So it's just us that owns it. Yep. And then how do you feel that makes for a better company to work at where, you know, when you're a publicly held company, like a, you know, a huge accounting firm or any other big company, it's a rather impersonal life. It just seems that if you don't agree with the way something is, is done, well, it doesn't really matter. It's the way it's going to be done. Everything comes from on high and it's just done the way it's done where a sole proprietorship, especially when it's smaller, like your company, you have uh, control over it. You know, how, how's it differ working at a small sole proprietorship where you have control versus a monolithic company where maybe no one has control? Yeah, it's, you know, like, at a smaller company, it's nice because my wife and I own the business. And so you have, you know, staff or bookkeepers that come on board, but we have a personal relationship with them, right? They can we have an open door policy. They can come to us. We understand what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. We can change processes, procedures, support them as needed. I felt like, you know, at, a, at, a, at one of the, you know, the bigger accounting firm that I worked at or like the couple that, I, you know, I had visibility to, you're just like, you know, the partners or a lot of them making decisions are out of touch of what's going on a day-to-day -day basis you know, and, and it's kind of like this more of impersonal, you know, uh, job, you know, they, you know, one of the things that was really annoying of it is, you know, overworking everybody. And just, I think that they have some sort of calculation that's like, Hey, you know, we know 40% of people are going to leave after the first three years of working for us. So let's just get as much out of them when it's like, well, really you're the amount of money and time you invest in your team you know, um, and the team members and knowing that they're going to leave, why don't you just change the culture, you know, help, you know, empower them a little bit, kind of get some feedback and, 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 you know, obviously like turnover and employee churn is, is expensive. I mean, I know that here at Bring a Conflict, right? When employees, longstanding employees are, um, you know, leave, it, it's tough and it sucks. So, you know, it's like, don't you want to um, try to have people last longer? So, uh, you know, that's one of the things, you know, with here is as we're growing, and as our company's, you know, uh, like footprint from, you know, 10 people having 10 employees to now 30, it's a much different, right? Like, but at the same time, we want to keep it very personable and keep it very, um, you know, employee empowered and, 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 you know, and have everybody understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, over communicate, you know, and all that aspect, because of exactly what you're saying that we don't want that similar issue, you know, to happen, um, you know, as, as we, you know, grow because we are going to keep growing and our goal is it. So as you grow, yes, you need more and more order, you know, and staff levels and, you know, and job uh, descriptions and understanding all of it. And it all makes sense from a, you know, a pure organizational structure and organization, you know, managing an organization, but you can still kind of keep the new age or, you know, the, the, the more um, comfortable culture across the organization. And that's what we're really focused on. Yeah, I've always felt at, at larger companies, one of the things that bothers me is I like to do, uh, I, I like to just treat people well, and I like to be treated well. And I find that when people feel like they're disposable, then uh, it, it's hard for them to be motivated, really. And then also when people aren't learning anything that they think is going to benefit them. I find that w one great thing with motivation is that people can be learning something that they believe will benefit them in the job they're in now or the next one you know, like learning valuable skills that transfer to other jobs if that's where, where, where they go to other companies. 100%. Yeah. And so it sounds like at your company, people are, well, doing what they like to do. And if you're doing what you like to do and you're getting better at it and you're doing it in new ways, then isn't that naturally just motivating also if you don't feel like you're disposable? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, when, you know, any, 
any, you know, we're in client service. So we have, you know, 130 plus retainer clients, which means we're handling, you know, we're their outsourced accounting department, right? So when you, when you work with us, you get a staff account and a controller and a CFO on a dedicated, you know, they're dedicated on your account and they're there to help you and support you, um, you know, moving forward. Um, but any, all of our employees, you know, have anywhere from, you know, six, seven, eight, up to 30 clients, right? They manage, right? The staff accountants manage less because they're doing more of the work. The CFOs manage more because they're less, you know, involved with a lot of clients, right? So in terms of that, there's challenges across different clients. There's different industries that we're supporting. There's different circumstances with clients. One client may have really tight cash flow. We have to, you know, support them day in, day out. Another client may have raised $2 million and there's zero problems with cash flow, right? In terms of that. So like, it's nice because everybody gets to see different industries, gets to see different modes of operation in terms of how clients are managing their business. You know, they get to see kind of all that nuance and definitely are able to learn, um, you know, it, different ways to do things, different industries, as well as like, just the challenges that arise. So people are constantly kind of there, you know, it's not like you get kind of bored with your job, you know, and if you are, then it's, you know, we can get you to a new client or transfer clients or, you know, you know, or put you in different departments on our team or things like that. So, so it is nice and definitely from our employees, you know, we don't want employees to, to leave, but they are very marketable after they work with us because they have all these different situations and circumstances and different, you know, clients and industries. And, and they see how we're handling accounting, you know, moving forward from a modern, you know, paperless, you know, um, you know, remote type, you know, uh, model. So, so it is nice. And there is a ton of challenges along the way. And, and, and I think everybody, you know, especially the people we hire, we want them to be driven and, to, you know, be solution focused, you know, you know, and all that stuff. So it's been, it's been nice because, you know, like there's times people just, you know, they're like, wow, I can't believe I figured that out. And it's like, yeah, because you went down the path, you learned, you know, you, you learned kind of basic accounting, you learn how we do things and then you figure out like, oh, I think here's the solution. Right. So, so I think our, our team members really, really enjoy it. Um, hopefully you know, that's the goal. Oh, I imagine. Well, it seems to me to be an incredibly rewarding experience to be running a company where people are happy working there and are enjoying it and then are actually, you know, learning skills that they enjoy that, that are definitely marketable in other places. It's, it's, so it must, must be odd as your, as your staff gets more marketable and more enticing to other, you know, employers that might hire them. How are you, are, are, do, do you feel that ever? Like, oh my goodness, my, my staff is getting more and more and more valuable, you know, and do you have people kind of creeping in trying to wander off with them? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we've had people that have left, obviously, that we didn't want to leave because they got poached or whatever reason. I, I guarantee a lot of our client, team members do, you know, have, have people poaching them or recruiters reaching out to them on LinkedIn constantly, right? It's just, it's just the deal. But what I've learned is that if you have a good culture like we do, really focusing on empowering people, giving them, you know, career growth opportunities and challenging them and then treating them with respect and keeping them kind of not overworked, right? Keeping them in a manageable workload. A lot of accounting firms are like, you're at 60 hours the next four months and then you're down to 40. Well, we, we basically try to keep everything flat all year long, right? And understand, hey, this is a, you know, we, we want to work hard, but we want to play hard, but I don't want you guys working 45 hours a week. I want you guys working 40, 41, 39, right? Like, and, and, and let's spread, spread out your workload there definitely be some weeks where it's more but traditional accounting whether it's you know the big accounting firm where you're just hoarding audits at year end or taxes it's it's you know much more like hilly right um 
So it's nice, but then on top of that, they're also seeing, you know, those clients that they support and then they look out there and say, okay, you know, that person there um, doesn't treat me well. So he probably doesn't treat his employees well. So it's not always the grass is green on the other side, right? So it's, you know, they, they look at the different factors that come into play. And a lot of our employees who we hire, we want to look at at least a couple of years of professional experience. So that they had another job and, and then what, where are you at with that job? Did you enjoy that job? Well, maybe they didn't like their boss or what they were doing or whatever. So there's a kind of a perspective that comes into play there versus sometimes when you have people out of college, they get a job and like, oh, this is cool. And then also they're like, all right, I got a $10,000 salary, you know, propose, I'm gonna move over to this. And they don't understand that they're, hey, it's not always better over there. You know, it may be the first month, but who knows long-term. So so it, it, it is interesting, but it's a challenge of ours, obviously, to keep to keep uh, the team, you know, our, our team and, and, you know, compensated properly and, and you know, and, and give them the challenges and, and to help them with the growth that they want and need. Yeah, I think that loyalty is kind of a forgotten aspect of working these days. I mean, just in the way the corporate world has been going. I mean, I've, I worked in IT for uh, an easy 25 years before. Now I'm just, I'm, I, I'm a trader and I make money in a couple of different ways and such. But, you know, in my years of uh, working in IT, I found that by the year, it was just going downhill as far as loyalty. Because really, people didn't feel the company cared about them. And then, you know, when you were in the middle of a business relationship between your company and another company, you, and, and that was your customer, you might say, I know I myself oftentimes felt that because I wanted to do a good job. And it's every business relationship just wasn't very good, it seemed like. And, and so loyalty is, I'm glad you guys are reinvigorating it. I'm glad it exists in your company. Because I think, like for me, I've always said, hey, I'll work cheap for nice people. You know, I really will. I mean, if, if you'll be good to me, I'll be good to you. I'll be good to the clients. And that to me is really rewarding. And it seems that the people working at Accountfully, they, if they feel a loyalty to Accountfully, then also it just seems like, doesn't that uh, feeling of loyalty, that belief in what they're doing, that feeling of family, doesn't that kind of transfer over to your clients? Do, do, don't they share that feeling basically? 100%, you know, like we, you know, we, uh, if you're happy, right? And if you're joyful and you're, you're not a, you know, a negative energy or, a, you know, a energy vampire or whatever they call it, like, you know, that, that resonates, whether it's, in your work product or just your pure, you know, your energy sitting next to somebody or in your email as you're typing, you know, you know how it is. We've all been have bad days and you're just not a very nice to be around or whatever. So, you know, keep, keeping our staff happy, happy is a, is a big part of it. Cause a hundred percent they serve clients better. You know, we've had staff that one of the biggest challenges we've had cause we've grown pretty quickly is that um, basically like, you know, by the end of the year, we're probably targeting to be about 35 people. And essentially, you know, last year we were at 25, we ended the year before about 13, 14, 15. So we've added 10 the last couple of years. But when we're running the business initially, you know, when you're an eight, 10 person shop, you run the business differently from uh, ownership. You have more control of what's going on. You know, you know, what clients you have and it's manageable, right? And we had less systems and processes because you knew what was going on. And so we ran the business differently. Now is we're kind of where we're at now where we've, you know, recently, you know, hired an HR director this year because we've had so much, you know, we have so many people and we need to get better performance review process and recognition and all this HR stuff that when you reach that 25, 30 people, you need to get that level of infrastructure in to properly set it for success with your current employees plus moving forward. 
Um, but some of our legacy employees or the people that were here when we were six to eight people are like, well, you guys, it's different now, you know, like, and I'm not enjoying it or, you know, or whatever. And it's like, number one, yeah, it is different. We have to have it different because of just, you know, if you had two kids versus 10 kids, you would raise your kids differently. If you have 10 versus two, just because of there, there needs to be more order for 10 kids versus two kids, right? Because it's, it's less manageable. So that's been a big challenge because some of our legacy employees who've been great, like did basically kind of at some point, a couple of them got like, you could see, see that they were just not as happy as they used to be, you know, and all that stuff. And they have, you know, recently left, but that's just because of the change that has happened. Um, and, and, and those that have been able to adapt to it are succeeding. Right. But those that weren't because they, they maybe never had been in that big of a work work situation or, or job that had that much, you know, uh, the many employees or whatever, and people were coming in over top of them in terms of, you know, higher staff classes and all that stuff, it kind of went into it. But, um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, um, it's been, you know, we, you can only do so much, but, um, but, but no, I, I feel like it's, it's been good, um, you know, as we kind of figured that out and, and, and giving our employees, you know, the, the keep trying to keep people happy, as happy as possible. Right. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of little things you can do because I think a lot of those, um, you know, surveys these days that all those, you know, you, you see out and about, it's not always, it's not about compensation anymore, right? It's about, yeah, that's a factor, but also flexibility, work from home, you know, time off, unlimited vacation, benefits, hey, you know, employee recognition, that type of stuff. People want to be part of a team. So it's a lot more intangible than it used to be, I think. Wow. And you definitely, it seems like you have a, the right size of a company and the right ideals to, you know, roll with the changes because business is definitely changing. Yeah. What, what makes people happy is, is changing, you know, and the monolithic companies, they, they, I think there's an effort to try to keep up and some care more than others, but whether they care or not, it's hard for a monolithic, you know, a big company to really adapt to changes. It's kind of like a house, you know? Yeah. If you're what, bigger, it's hard to, it's hard to move. It's hard to be agile. Like if you're smaller, you can, you know, so. Yeah. And then, then there's agile. That's a funny one. You mentioned agile, the agile development method, you know, that's something that has been a lot of large companies are trying to implement, you know, because supposedly it makes people happier, but Oh yeah, I've got lots of agile stories, but we won't go into that. <laughs> oh my gosh! You I just know? opened up. I just opened up a part of your brain that you're like, oh, oh yeah, I remember those. This this like horror show that just <laughs> it has its place. It has its place. It's like if you're if if you're a bunch of developers, agile is great because it seems to you know developers are not normal people. They're very very unique, you know. And agile is great because it's kind of a way to herd cats, and they like it. They sort of take to it. But when you start like pushing that across the whole com company, it sort of gets a little weird. It, it's a little mm -hmm. strange, but that's just my take on it. Um, it can be implemented. Everyone could enjoy it, but it's really tricky. Um, so you mentioned your size now, like moving to 35 by the end of the year. Is there a sweet spot as far as size in your company? It's like you mentioned the people who were originally there, maybe some of them went, well, I used to like it when it was just us, you know, hanging out and things were much looser. And then it got bigger and some of them maybe weren't as happy. Um, I guess some have stayed, some have not. But basically, you're at like 30 now, you got to move to 35. Is there a sweet spot? Is there a point where you'd say this is just big enough? I don't want to be larger? I don't think so. Um, I, I think it depends upon, you know, it depends upon kind of the circumstances at, at that standpoint. We really have grown organically and not 
forced it. By that, I mean, we really haven't like sold really, to be honest with you, like sold our services. We, we've been very fortunate to make really good connections and partnerships. And then, you know, with clients that we add a ton of value to, they then tell all their friends, because if you're an entrepreneur, you know, other entrepreneurs and everybody needs an accountant, whether it's just tax work or, you know, everybody needs to keep their books and records, right? Whether you do it yourself or you outsource it or you hire a traditional bookkeeper or whatever it is, you know, there's an opportunity that everybody needs to file a tax return, right? So it's, it's a good industry to be in. Um, but we're, we're, I think five, you know, five years ago, I'd have been like, let's just put the pedal down and sell this thing in five years and move on. Cause I want to do it. But now there's other things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, like this, right? Talking to guys like you, you know, I, I, I lead our kind of business development and sales process. So I'm talking to people every day across the nation and it's cool. It's like, man, well, what else would I do? Right. So I'm not like in the day-to-day -day nuts and bolts like I used to be, right. Where like your bookkeeping, accounting, focusing a lot on client work. I'm kind of diversifying my responsibility list and it's really not that bad. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, in terms of growth, it would, will there be a, a point where we stop and maybe stay i don't think so because like i think when you stop if you don't try to keep moving forward then it kind of you just stall out even if it's not a quick stall it may be like a several stall right but i think giving our team challenges and keep moving forward is going to even give more opportunities to our team members to and keep them more satisfied which is another thing about it you know so so I, I think basically our goal this year is building a really good infrastructure of you know basically from an HR standpoint, like I was telling you with getting an HR director, plus getting more senior level team members and experienced team members here at the senior account, the manager, the director level, to then be able to get that good infrastructure and good processes down and things like that to then say, okay, how is our, you know, employee onboarding training process? Are we, are we as efficient as we can be? Are we hiring the right people? How is our client kind of onboarding phase when they come work with us? Is that as efficient as possible? Do we have a good uh, allocation to that? Our, our overall like recurring work, we, you know, week over week, month over month, is that process squared away? Are we good with that? And we're still tweaking all those aspects. And I think over the next 12 months, we're gonna really hone in on all that and get better at it. And at that point, it's like, okay, now let's go hire a salesperson and actually try to grow, right? Like, or, you know, like grow faster versus, you know, right now it's a lot of inbound, a lot of referrals, the referral engine's going well, which is awesome for us because, you know, it's every, everybody's referring clients, not everybody, you know, our clients refer, us people and things like that and, and we make partnerships you know and people will hear us on this podcast I've never heard of and you know and so, so it's been good because a lot of our leads are kind of qualified leads because they're already coming to them to us from somebody else and it's been it's been great from growing kind of in, in an organic manner you know where we get you know four or five new clients a month right versus getting 10 and then all of a sudden if you get 10 you may not execute on any of those good so then they're not going to tell their friends about us they're going to leave us and so it's kind of like one of those things where the client service, the, you know, supporting them, building that trust is, is, is key. And, and even, you know, if we're not hitting all of our margins on our clients, well, but if we're over serving them or, you know, really make seeing, having them see the value, then there's a little bit of marketing spend there, right? Because then they're going to tell their friends and boom, then maybe they're going to know about account police. So that's the way we do it. So I don't think we're going to slow down. I, I do think probably by the, you know, I, our goal probably end of 2020 would be probably at, you know, 45, 46 people. And I think, I mean, we have sufficient, you know, office space and things for that. So I think the next big goal is to get to that 50 mark, then really figure out what to do, right? Because that's, that's another huge kind of jump. So, you know, building from the 25 to 50 is a set of challenges. And then from 50, I think to 100, it's like, okay, what are the next big challenges there? So I think 
that's probably where we're going to go or what our thoughts are. But I don't really know um, outside of that in terms of, you know, things could change tomorrow. That's another thing. Oh, when yeah. You know, I don't, I come into a day and right, I'm going to do these five things. And then half the time, I don't even get to those till like four o'clock because everything else shows up. And, and that's just how it is. But it's, but it's cool. Oh, I understand. Well, and since you guys have started to grow, what are some of the directions that you've gone in that maybe you didn't expect? Since you mentioned it's grown organically, that's always nice. It just, it grew organically. So the, the, the growth is natural and that's, that's, that's perfect. Like I mentioned, it's not forced. Um, so yeah, how has account, Accountfully grown in ways you just didn't expect? Yeah, it's kind of funny. When we, um, when we had the business and like I was saying, our current business model basically came to fruition probably in middle of 2013. And like the, 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 I think the two motivations behind it was Number one, cloud-based applications are starting, right? QuickBooks Online, Bill.com, like our, our system's footprint basically for our clients and our firm were just kind of starting and, you know, software as a service was coming out and it was starting to get more and more. They were starting, all those systems were starting to share data, right? Open up APIs and allow integration of data and all that stuff. So that kind of was one motivation of saying, wow, we can do things paperless. We, we don't need to go and print checks and, and in like the traditional, traditional bookkeeping model. The other, you know, uh, motivation was like, I think I read uh, Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss and, you know, recurring revenue, you know, automate it, set it and forget it, kind of, you know, that book has got some things I'm just like, this is impossible, but, but it has really good themes and ideas that we, I then took and said, okay, we need to get into recurring revenue. We need to basically get in the model, let's set it and forget it. And how do we, how do we roll down that way? Well, one of the ways to do it was to not get involved with inventory based clients because inventory is complex and accounting for inventory is complex. So we were like, we're not gonna do any inventory based clients, we're gonna do all service. It's gonna be easy peasy, right? Um, fast forward now, we're actually, the majority of our clients are inventory based clients. So basically what happened was, we got involved with a client here in Charleston that uh, is a natural, it's basically a natural beef jerky company. It's called the New Primal, they're great. If I don't, I'm sure they're, they're national by now, but they're awesome. But we came in and added a ton of value to them and really cleaned up their books and added, you know, worked with them for a couple of years. They outgrew us um, because they just started crushing it and then they needed to go to a bigger firm just because they had more advisory needs and all that stuff. But with that being said, they would go to these trade shows across the nation for natural food and drink um, trade shows. And they would tell their friends about us because they're like, Hey, who's in your accounting? I need an accountant. Next, you know, we have five, six, seven, um, inventory-based clients and we're like okay we need to start figuring this out so we figured it out and we basically now have really honed in on that space inventory because we realize clients with inventory actually have are stickier because with automation these days and, and all that stuff if you're a service-based company a lot of it the bookkeeping is really automated right it, it's really efficient you can put everything on auto draft you have invoices can get to customers can set automatically payrolls and autopilot so it's not a ton of work so they're not a lot of, you know, service-based companies aren't willing to outsource as easy, you know, of accounting like they may have used to because, you know, the more, much more manual items. So um, there is a, still opportunity there, but we're like, oh, when you have inventory-based clients, the accounting for them is much more complex. You need to buy inventory. So typically they have investors or prospective investors. So they have, you know, they need their financials up to date to give while they're raising money, they need to give monthly financials to their investors and their board, right? So there's these all these other complexes going on of, of that we can do it. So we've really seen an opportunity there. And now we're actually, 
we just hired somebody that's going to help uh, take our inventory kind of system and specialization to the next level. And we're going to actually offer kind of like inventory consulting services to our clients and new clients. So we're actually creating a new revenue arm right that. So I'd say number one is inventory based clients. We never expected. And number two, I was like, we're not never going to do taxes. Like we, I hate taxes. Like I've never done them. Let's screw them. Well, like two years into working, we have like, you know, 20 clients, let's say within the first two years. And they're like, Hey, can you guys do our taxes? And we're like, Oh, we don't do that. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, the, the government requires taxes to be done. So literally this is a requirement. So like, why wouldn't we do that? Right. A lot of people just want a one-stop shop. They're like, Hey, you're my accountant. Can you just do my tax? Cause I don't want to communicate with somebody else. So basically we're like, okay. And we ended up starting, um, we ended up starting to, uh, you know, contract that out. We found a couple guys in New York actually that did a, that we worked for probably four years, three or four years and where we contracted out the tax prep work, um, for our clients and our clients kind of personal, you know, returns and things like that. And then last uh, January, so, you know, almost two years ago, we hired a tax person in house. Um, and then we're going to be hiring a, a second tax person to start in January for the upcoming tax season. So we're going to have two people, two full-time employees in our tax department. And this year, I think we're going to do like 370 returns. So like, it's been a great kind of, you know, revenue builder for our business. And it's just, once again, it's taxes. It's easy. Everybody has to do taxes. So, um, so I would say in short, <laughs> the two things were inventory, um, based clients, which is our biggest clientele and our biggest kind of marketing spend, um, specifically in the natural food and drink space. We've really gotten to that, but then doing income taxes. So it, it's funny because you, and this is, you know, where you go and you grow and you figure out what your clients need and you're like, okay, they need that. Should we do this? Is this getting away from our, um, core business model? Well, guess what? Neither of those are getting away from our core business model. They're compliments and then they're kind of necessities for what we're doing. Oh, that makes sense. Well, it's a good time to get into what are the uh, offerings like that Accountfully offers? What are your products and services that you're providing people? Yeah. Yeah. So our core, um, our core service is basically um, being, you know, a fully outsourced accounting solution for small businesses. The majority of our clients are 3 million in revenue and, and below. And, and within that, I would say the majority, the majority, uh, majority within that range is probably 500k to a million and a half in annual revenue. So what what accountfully works essentially like our goal is kind of a couple of things. Number one is when a client comes to us implement scalable systems and processes, right? That are cloud-based, that are electronic, that are paperless, etc., right? We have clients all across the nation. We have 25 clients in California, we have, you know, 15 in Texas, a lot of those in Austin, we have, you know, New York City, New York probably 15, right? So like, you know, creating that kind of paperless and, 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 and electronic work environment and model, but, but allowing our clients to implement those processes at 500K in revenue that they can still use that 4 million in revenue, right? That's kind of a big goal of it. Number two is to get the, the business owner and our main point of contacts out of the day to day, right? We don't want them having to worry about doing bookkeeping, responding to vendors, entering bills into, you know, the, the accounting system, paying bills. We want them to focus on brand development, focusing on the core operations, you know, and getting them out of that space because their time is much more important on those other other items. Um, and then the last thing um, we do is basically deliver our clients timely and, and accurate financials to make both short-term and long-term decisions. 
So those are kind of the overall goals of our service product or our service structure, right? In terms of what we do or how we do it, basically, like I was telling you earlier, we have every client has a dedicated team of three people, a staff account, a controller, and a CFO. Essentially, each we basically take on the brand of our uh, clients, right? We get an accounting at client.com email address that we can send and receive directly with customers and vendors. And then basically each week, you know, we're doing sending and receiving emails, we're updating QuickBooks, processing payroll, sales tax, the traditional bookkeeping stuff weekly, but everything's updated week over week over week over week, right? So it, the, the, the information's timely and we're feeding our clients the information they need to make decisions on paying bills or following up with past, you know, customer invoices or whatever. And then similarly, you know, end of each month, closing the books each month and sending those uh, reports over to our clients and then having like a 60 minute financial review meeting, right? Where we're actually sitting with the client talking about the financials, talking about, and then talking about complex things or bigger things like, Hey, what about inventory buying? What about long-term cash flow planning? What about, um, you know, like putting a, a 12 month forecast in place or things like clients that are like, Hey, I'm thinking about hiring an employee. What can I afford? Well, you know, what do you guys think? You know, that type of consulting advisory, cause we understand what's going on in their business from a financial standpoint, their business model. So we can help do that. So basically in short, we're kind of a mix of a execution and expertise business for our clients. And it's great because we have a ton of clients and all of our um, staff work on several or many clients. Right. So then our clients are like, Hey, what do you guys think about this situation? And we can be like, well, you know, I, I've seen it done this way or that way. Right. So we can provide advice too, and we can learn from our clients that then help, you know, our other clients off as well as help us, you know, uh, you know, run accountfully better, right? Because we see other people making mistakes or doing good things. Wow, so you really are learning from the mistakes of others, for sure. Well, it sounds like when people sign up with Accountify, well, actually, I'm sorry, Accountfully, uh, it sounds like you guys really are a, a business partner or almost you, you sort of become a part of their company that really is there that uh, rather than just something that you're paying for. Like if you you know, use QuickBooks, many people do. I mean, that's just something, that's just a service you're paying for it at work. Correct. It's, it's very impersonal. You know, it's yep. like a lot of payroll service as well. It's just, it's very impersonal. But it seems like really you guys are striving to be a business partner. Is, is, that, is that sound right? 100%. We want to, uh, you know, we want, you know, everybody's, all of our clients have different, you know, wants of their business, right? Different goals. Some of them are, hey, I want to keep my business the same and and make, you know, this much. I don't want to hire more employees or things like that. We have other clients that want to, you know, grow the top line rocket ship, right. And take this thing and sell it. So it's understanding their needs. You know, we understand how to do bookkeeping and updating the books and things like that. But then it's also like, Hey, what do you guys, you know, from our perspective, this is what you should be looking at. This, this is what this means. Help interpret the data, but also saying, Hey, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Like, let, let's help you with that plan. And, 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 and help give you the information to make those decisions, interpret the data, but you're making the decisions client, but we want to understand that. So it is that partnership, right? And, and, and like, hey, we typically have one financial review call a month, but if something urgent happens, like send, send me an email, say, hey, can I have a quick call or whatever? And let's have a call and what's going on, right? So it's like, it's becoming that kind of, you know, at times you almost feel like a therapist because they're like having cash issues and they're just like, I can't believe what's going on with my business. And it's just like, hey, you know, it's okay. You know, such is life or, you know, it's just, but it, you're dealing with people's finances, you know, which is very personal. A lot of our clients basically have, you know, like their entire life based upon their business, right? If this business doesn't make money, then they can't pay their mortgage. They can't, you know, uh, feed their kids, you know, and a lot of our clients have, you know, husband, wife teams, right? So it's like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, 
a lot of things in the line with a lot of our clients. So it's nice because we can be there and help them as much as we can along the way of saying, Hey, from a financial standpoint, we got your back. Like, you know, a lot of times we are selling accounting and bookkeeping services, right? But what does that really mean at the end of the day? A lot of times it means that our clients can go to bed at night and go to sleep at night and be like, ah, I'm resting easy because my taxes are taken care of. I paid my payroll taxes. Uh, I, I got my bills paid up. I'm following up on past due invoices. So it's like, it's that financial thing that a lot of times stresses people out because they don't know what's going on. Well, when you have, you know, accountably working with you, that's all taken care of. So it definitely is a partnership and it's a, um, you know, the, 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 the more value, the more personal we can get with our clients to understand them and, and the relationship, the better our services are going to be to them because they, you know, we're, we're going to understand what their needs are and we're going to be able to empathize with them. They're empathizing with us, you know, and all that type of stuff that comes along the way. Well, you're selling the type of person who feels that perfection is fun. Like for me, I really think that perfection is fun and it's really neat to do some, you know, certain tasks just perfectly, really, really well. It's, it's rewarding. There's a certain fun to joy, fun accomplishment to perfection, just getting it just right, just perfect. And so it seems like through that endeavor, um, you guys are freeing up your clients to create, to do their business. So, I mean, uh, how, are, are there any examples where you've really helped to perfect a client's well, accounting, basically, then they were freed up to create. Now I can just, I don't have to worry about all these little things that where I'm constantly falling apart and having a breakdown, <laughs> you know, because I don't have all these, because uh, really when it comes to the accounting, I know for myself, I have, you know, a little bit of accounting to do as a, a, as a trader, as a stock trader. And when I get behind, I, I lose it. It's really annoying. It, it just keeps you up. You can't think you're just, it just shuts you down. It, it, you can't do business because all these you know, scary monsters are coming after you, especially when it comes to taxes. You're like, Ugh. so just knowing that it was all taken care of and I didn't have to think about it, that would free me up to create, to work harder. You know? So really, do you have examples, by chance, of uh, further success that companies have, have found after you know, joining up with you? Like you, you took a lot of burden off them, they were able to think, and then, you know, how they run with it. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. Like one, like it's funny because we have some clients that, um, you know, a lot of our clients sell on Amazon. Right. Um, and we've had a handful of clients that never actually, uh, connected their bank account to Amazon. So they never got paid, but they never realized it. So we've had, we had one client that literally were like, by the way, you have $120,000 that Amazon's still holding that hasn't been deposited in your account because you didn't like click the authorize button. Um, so I, I was just thinking of that because it helped like, it, you know, those are the little things that, you know, the detail that we do and the, the, the services we provide will identify that stuff. But I think, you know, the majority of our clients, like, you know, a lot of them come to us, they're like, hey, I have a bookkeeper, but I'm still doing these five things and doing that, right? I, I think the biggest thing we've been able to do with our clients is that, you know, I don't, you know, from a specific example of, 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 of you know, of alleviating them, I, I think, you know, the, the biggest example is when, you know, clients are raising money or, or, or reporting to their investors and literally they don't need to worry about it because they're like, by that, I mean, they don't need to put together financial appendices. They don't need to get reports in place. It's like, Hey guys, I need these five reports for this meeting. Can you send them? Boom. Three minutes. We can pull the reports and there they are. Right. We do report on a, this kind of cool little visual dashboard that our clients 
uh, that we have and that each month is updated and it shows monthly, quarterly, things like that, KPIs, you know, financial metrics. Well, that's a cool little package that you can give to your board every quarter, right? Like, so, so it's, it's that like little things. I, I think the biggest, you know, outside of just the, you know, processing payroll and all that, but it's nice because the, the, the most rewarding, I think, is when people are raising money or they have to report to investors, we can easily pull that information. And then, you know, a lot of times they're spending so much time on just putting that information together. And, 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 and a lot of times it's like they have an um, urgent meeting that came up that if they were doing it themselves, they wouldn't be able to put it together. But they can call us or email us and we can turn around in three minutes, right? Because the, the information is updated. So I think that that, you know, alleviating the time in that aspect and supporting them and kind of raising money and investor relations has been awesome. Um, I mean, outside of that, like it's, you know, I mean, every one of our clients, you know, they're able to focus on selling or, or supporting their team or, you know, making better decisions, you know, along the way. So, you know, and, and that's the other thing is making better decisions, right? If you make a better decision up front, uh, you save less time, you know, or saves a lot of time long-term on, and, and fixing that bad decision. Right. So like there's so much that our clients are doing when they don't have to deal with this stuff. And, and that's, what's exciting um, for us because it, it is, whether it's creating a new brand or a new product or new flavor or, you know, expanding services in their business or whatever, um, or making a better decision on hiring, like, you know, it, it all kind of comes into full swing, you know, with, with, with our service model. Wow. Do you find that you feel that your client's success is, 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 is your success? I mean, do you, do you take your clients personally? Like, do you, do you guys kind of, you know, cheer when something works there in the office? <laughs> it seems like a bunch that would, that, that literally you're, you're really in there with them and, and you feel their, their, their wins and their loses. Yeah. I mean, obviously we want our, you know, from just the, the personal relationship, we want our clients to succeed. Right. But additionally, from a business perspective, right? Like there are clients, I don't want them going out of business. I don't want them having cash issues. I want them to be able to, um, you know, succeed and grow and we can grow with them and we can provide that support. You know, it's like our clients that actually take the most time for us, which actually increases our fees, our clients that have cash issues because it's like every day you got to make sure, you know, hey, pay this bill now, do partial here, receive this. Hey, you know, you have to check in. It's frustrating because they're the ones that can't afford us the most, right? But they're the ones that need us the most because of their circumstance. Well, if they just had a bigger bank account or selling better or a little more profitable, it would be set it and forget it and really easy for them, right? So it's like, you know, you're trying to get people in that direction. And, and a lot of our clients are, you know, so brand new and, and, and you know, their, their brand is just starting, right? So you don't know how long they're going to last, if they're going to last, right? And so it's like that str struggle and saying like, hey, oh, sweet, you got a big invoice from a distributor. Oh, they reordered, you know, two months later. Oh, next month, they now reordered a month later. It's like, wow, you're getting some velocity and turn on your product. And it's cool because you're like, all right, and then, and then the client's like, cool, we're moving in the direction properly, you know, and then we can keep keep adding, you know, keep supporting them and adding more advisory service or more things that allow, you know, they need to make better decisions. So it's definitely that as, you know, the aspect kind of along the way that to help, you know, our clients, it, it is exciting when, when they when, when they do have wins, you know, and when they have losses, it stinks. But, you know, we're again here to help, you know, um, those business owners as well. So. Yeah, well, it's always good to feel that a business partner is in it, is in it with you, you know, well, we're coming up on an hour, it went by quickly, huh? You know, <laughs> it did. Well, what you're doing is exciting. And I really like it. I mean, here at Rating Creators, we interview inspiring people to inspire others. And, you know, what you guys are doing is inspiring, because the idea of having a, you know, a, a company where the employees are loyal, where they're treated well, where people are having fun, 
and where who you know they're servicing where their clients feel like hey these people are in it with us and it's a real business partnership i mean that's this is the way it should be and you guys are doing it and that's inspiring so we're really glad to get your message out there so if there's anything else definitely throw it out there and uh how can people uh get involved with account accountfully um yeah no it's uh i mean you know to reach out to accountfully you know is um go to our website accountfully.com a-c-c-o-u-n-t-f-u-l-l-y accountfully we're a fully outsourced accounting solution that's where that name comes you know um, by if you need any accounting help you know follow up on there we have a chat box um, email we're on all social media under accountfully like you know i'm i'm basically the person that leads the sales so you'll probably be talking to me but um i'm happy to kind of chat even if you're under a stuck with like your whether it's a solution that you have currently or you have questions about like progress or how we build or things like that to kind of you know see that we're here to help out and uh you know we basically have clients all across the nation and across all industries so we're here to help out and uh support you so if you guys are interested let me know and, and reach out to us on our website or social media and uh uh or email at hello at accountfully.com. And then, um, I mean, last, besides that, like, I really appreciate, you know, Craig giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, talk on this podcast, creating creators. And, you know, since we started this or, you know, since we were playing this, I've been really looking at your audience and following and what you have is really cool. And then once again, it's very similar, right? Where you're just, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people have a lot of very interesting things about them, whether it's accounting or, you know, what you're doing and, and there's so many different creators and, and people that inspire everybody in different ways. So really appreciate kind of the, you know, the conversation and the audience um, for this podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. You know, thank you a lot. You are listening to Radiant Creators, a collaborative project composed of people whose passion, purpose, and dedication requires forging their own unique path of empowerment and livelihood. A Radiant Creator isn't making a living, they are living.